today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. We're talking about ladder climbing. Honestly, I wish it was a ropes course, but it's not. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we're so happy that you're here. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for joining us today while we talk about climbing the ladder. As you know, Kirsten and I are incredibly passionate about women and work. We want your workplace to be joyous, satisfying, and fun. And you know what? Happy, meaningful. Fun doesn't always mean funny. Right. Fun does not always mean funny. (laughs) Just like you have said in the past, ease doesn't always mean easy. Exactly. Fun does not always mean funny. That's why I threw that in. I get it. Because I am freaking hilarious. Yeah, so here we are talking about climbing the ladder. And I just want to check in. Something really embarrassing happened to me. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I know. It's, in, it's No, good. I don't love it. I mean, I do. Come it's funny, it. actually. So this happened to me yesterday. It's fresh on my mind, and I still haven't figured out how to solve it, like how to fix it. So we have this bar lunch for lawyers. And so once a month, we all meet, and we have lunch together. And we have an agenda in the business. And Is it at a bar? It's not at a bar at all. It should be, but it's not. Okay. It's, you know, just at a hall. It's at a hall with the buffet, you know, all of that deliciousness. Nice. Anyway, something close to a potluck, but not a potluck. As you know, I hate a potluck. Anyway, so w- there was some snafu about who was meeting where, and it turns out there was another group in there, and so our meeting was canceled. And somebody came up to me and said, hey, Kirsten, do you want to go out to lunch with this new lawyer and 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 talk to him? So I look at my friend, and I'm feeling a lot more honest recently, and I'm like, no, I don't. <gasps> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. And it turns out he was right over her shoulder. Oh, no. And I'm certain he heard me say it. Oh, no. So here's this poor guy who's a new lawyer in town. Who, who hates th- your guts now. Who now hates my guts. And I'm like, how am I going to fix this? And good or bad, I'm like, I don't even know if I, I don't even know. I, mean, I, I will fix it for sure. I will. Send him an episode. Send him this episode. I'll send this episode. Hey, dude, sorry. Mia culpa. <laughs> Mia couple. You want to have lunch? I didn't know you were there. No, but right to his face. No, I don't want to have lunch with you. Which I know this isn't necessarily part of our uh, show today, but you did also tell that I think you're saying no was the product of you exercising ruthless Ruthless what? Control for your time? You mentioned I think that it was. word. Yeah, that's, I, that's was being, of... I was being ruthless about my time for sure and how I wanted to spend it. Which I is was. one of your things yeah. this year. Yeah, and it had a painful consequence. <laughs> yeah, so maybe ruthless with your time and not with your comments next time. Exactly. More quiet. Kirsten, be quieter with your ruthlessness. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Whoever you are. Whoever that I don't even is. know his name, honestly. I'm going to find out. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Well, here you are. Now, he's trying to climb the ladder. He is climbing. Uh, apropos to our topic, he wants to climb the ladder. And you're shutting him down. Down. Hard. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. nice. But we'll get to that. Okay, so what, are we, what do we mean when we're talking about when we say climb the ladder? So, and I do have some energy around this topic, frankly. Climb the ladder, in my mind, means you want to move up positions, responsibility, money, power, whatever it is. You want to move up in your work. But I really, like when I said in the beginning, it's a ropes course. I really wish that climbing the ladder was a ropes course. I wish it was about everybody working together to get folks where they need to be. But I don't think that's the way it is. Well, and it's interesting because a ladder implies a hierarchical system, Mm -hmm. which in some ways is necessary. Like There are some situations where it's necessary. The chain of command 
is beneficial in certain situations, but not all. And, you know, let's face it, we have a ladder on our logo. We've bought into this to some degree degree. as well. And Mm -hmm. frankly, I like being at the top telling everyone, no, joke. But I think the problem is that it implies that people are below or Mm -hmm. beneath, which is uh, not what we're talking about. No, and it can sound like a value judgment on their work or who they are. Okay, so, but what we are talking about is kind of along the same lines you said. How do you identify what you want? Mm Mm-hmm. And where you want to go. And how you get there. And how you're going to get there. And frankly, how are you going to treat others while you're doing it? And I guess my point is, make sure that you define the ladder that that is consistent with your own goals and values. Sure. Don't adopt somebody else's ladder as your own. You know what I mean? Unless it is. But create it. Make sure that whatever you're reaching for, climbing for, or wanting to achieve is something that matches with your values, who you are, and what you want. That's right. And in the working world... For a lot of us, that thing that we want is more responsibility, more money, more opportunity, opportunity, mm-hmm. more clients. Mm-hmm. It could also be less. It could be less. Your goal could be less. That's absolutely right. Less headache. Mm-hmm. More sl- less conflict. Yeah, less conflict, or even less, uh, even fewer clients, but a, a hot, that that mean more. So again, this notion that we're going to talk about for the next 30 minutes is really rooted in this idea that this la- the ladder is a metaphor. The rungs of the ladder represent the steps to get to where you want to go. But ultimately, that top of that ladder is defined by you. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to tell you what it should be. And we're not trying to tell you what what yeah, what it should be. But we or, do want you to be your best self. Yeah. But I also want to say we're we're also not trying to say there's always better than, higher than, lower than value exactly. judgments in right. a metaphor. Yes. It's kind of a broken metaphor. But we're going to use it anyway. To articulate the idea that we want to see women advancing in the workplace and getting to be their full selves. That's right. So the first step in kind of climbing this metaphorical ladder then is really understanding where you want to go or what it is that you want. And again, we've just said that can be different for everybody. What do you think your, what is your current or have you ever had sort of your own sights on things? So for sure, I am, as people know, I think I'm a big goal person. And early on in my career, I really wanted to be a judge. In fact, before I wanted to be a partner or an owner or whatever, I wanted to be a judge. I'd worked for judges. I really enjoyed the work. And that was my goal. I wanted to be a judge. Until about like, you know, halfway through my career when it was really time to start, you know, taking the final steps to be a judge, I'd done all the prep work that I needed to do. And I was just about to take the final steps. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like being a judge means you sit behind the bench for eight hours a day. You you know, you look at the law to solve a problem. And I like to solve, I love to solve problems creatively. And frankly, nobody wants a judge to be creative. (laughs) Yeah. Right? They just want a judge to like tell them what the law is or what the fact is or whatever. And so I found really quickly, like, gosh, this is going to be real. I got serious about the final steps. This is not who I am. I loved the idea of being a judge, but actually doing the work did not seem to be who I was. Interesting. And was actually constraining. So even though I think that was kind of my my own personal career ladder, I realized pretty close to the top of it that that was not what I wanted. Yeah. And had to make an abrupt shift. 
Interesting. I think we're going to come back to the story a little bit, too, as we touch on a few other things later in the show. Um, thanks for sharing that. It is an interesting um, story to illustrate the point about being kind of crystal clear what you want to achieve. And the different kinds of things folks can achieve. And- yeah. But also that that we do course correct as we learn and mm-hmm. grow. I had a similar situation. I didn't want to be a judge. I, uh, I had my sights on um, elected office. And over the course of explore, like working with elected officials and sitting through a couple of which you've had a lot of experience with. Well, and but even sitting as a citizen in like through a public meeting or a council meeting, mm-hmm. realizing if I was an elected official, I'd be stuck here. You'd be stuck there listening to that, and I don't have the patience for it. And you have to be so graceful about it, which I also don't. So <laughs> again, you know, just being realistic about what who you yeah, are. It sounded mm-hmm. great. Whatever Congress Congresswoman sounds great. Not my skill set turns out, right? Not your gig. There are other people who don't want to necessarily, you know, reach that judge or elected official. They're completely content maintaining exactly where they are. They love it. And maybe what they want is just to do their job more efficiently or effectively. Mm-hmm. Or like I said, find more eating. Yeah. E- eating. That's ease, meaning, and joy together. Together. Jeaning. Gym meaning. Some people also find their ladder outside of work. You know, this that's a really good point. I work with a woman who's just amazing. She has created this entire artistic career outside of her job. Her job, the work that she does, and she's amazing at it, has some flexibility. And so she's really leveraged off of that flexibility to create an entire career that is unpaid, that she finds really meaningful in the arts. You know, she's won awards, she's traveled, she's presented across the nation. I mean, it's just remarkable. And so I acknowledge that that's a form of a ladder as well. Wow. That may not be unpaid, it's unpaid, but it certainly is really rewarding and meaningful. Yeah, so in some ways, we're just talking about your goals. We're using this metaphor of a ladder to represent the various rungs along your path. Um, But yeah, it's really kind of what is your overarching goal, which frankly is kind of the first step to achieving what you want to achieve in your career or frankly in your life is Mm -hmm. setting that goal. So Queen, I want you to speak to that goal setting because I feel like you are particularly good at talking about goal setting. I've talked to lots of people about it. I've read a ton about it over my life, frankly, ever since I was a young adult. And I think you have a really good way of communicating the pieces or points or aspects of a goal, of goal setting. You do. That was a g- You look at me like that. I'm like, you're some serious. You no, do. that was just a great intro. You're like, basically, I've studied this my entire life. And I'm an expert. And I like the way you present See, it. Here's the deal. I, I, I do feel like I've seen it. You know, one of the things I think I can offer on this show, frankly, <laughs> is calling through the shit. Like sometimes I look at stuff and I'm like, that's unhelpful. That's unhelpful. That's unhelpful. And when I find something helpful, I'm like, this is what I want to share with our listeners. It's helpful. <laughs> Yes, thank you. And so you, you now go be helpful, Karina. I'm going to try my best to be helpful. That um, I just love that setup. So I, I don't, you know, honestly, God, though, I feel like goal setting is like second nature to me. I don't understand how what to I mean. operate without a goal, and I don't understand why other people aren't following me on my goals. <laughs> just let's go, people. Um, you know that because I feel like I hammer you sometimes. You know, folks don't realize this. But Kirsten works a full-time plus job and then does this podcast on the side. I work about, you know, 20, 25 hours a week and do this podcast. So I'm like, come on, come on, let's go. And she's like, 
Good night. I've only slept four hours. Can you give me a break? Okay. Goal setting. Number one, be realistic. That's what I'm talking about. Right now, Kirsten, sometimes my goals are not realistic for the both of us. I think, you know what, though? I, I love this. Be realistic. We've talked a lot about that. Who you are. What do you want? What, what you know, what's your circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, push a little bit. Like, that's your point to me with, like, my time or my energy or whatever. Push a little bit to see what you can do. Right. It can be very rewarding. And that's another piece of goal setting is once you're, you know, identified where you want to go, Make sure that it's, you know, challenging to a degree. You don't want an easy goal. You you don't, you know, it's sort of tedious. You know what I mean? If you're going to climb a ladder, if you're going to set your sights on something far beyond where you are, make it a cha- make it challenging. Mm-hmm. That's number 2. I think being uh, very clear and specific, having something that's measurable even in time. So for example, a you know, a great goal for us, we said we want to have 20,000 listeners by the end of 2020. That's right. Um and so you know, that's crystal clear. It's specific. And it's, you know, it's a longer range goal. Um, and challenging. And, and challenging. And we cannot achieve it immediately. So the other thing we need is kind of commitment and buy-in. Now, you know, personally. I'm committed, Karina. I am so committed. Yeah, I know you are. I'm bought in. Um, but if you're just setting goals by yourself, you know, you also do need to be bought in. And some of the ways that, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's a little bit unnerving to kind of write your goal down. Or tell somebody. Or tell somebody is the hard part telling people. Uh-huh. I can write it down. I can put it on my vision board. But when I have to say, like, to these listeners, we want 20,000 listens, I get a little sick in my stomach. Yeah. Really? I do. Yeah. What if I don't make it? What if we don't make it? What if I fail? You're such a confident person. That's surprising to me. You're just like, yeah, we're going to do it. What's the problem? I do think we're going to do it, but I'm also like still like, ooh, it's a lot of listeners. Right. So point is, again, if you're going to set your sights on something that's far off in the future, a little bit ambitious, a little bit beyond where you are now, or a lot beyond where you are now, um, tell somebody about it. Mm-hmm. Commit, 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 and hold yourself accountable. But the other piece of it is, especially if you've, you set lofty goals, you have to have wayfinding signs along the way. Right. So if you're on a road trip, think about that. And if I'm driving from the West Coast to the East Coast, there are markers that you, you know, the when you enter into a new state, you know, where you can see progress, X number of days, whatever. So if you're on a career path, you ha- your goals have to be you have to be able to timeline that out. We have some wayfinding signs along the way. Can you think of some examples for someone who set a career goal? Well, I can talk about as um as a lawyer, I can talk about that for sure. It's like even even my path to being a judge, right? I had to work really hard to be good at my profession, really good at my work. I had to work well with my colleagues. And then I had to get myself engaged in the community and in the profession to build a reputation that I was a reliable person. So I did. I set those goals about my work and what organizations I was going to work with that also had meaning to me because I didn't want to have a miserable time while I was doing it. So yeah, even in that process, albeit, you know, thwarted, I had wayfinding signs along the way. Yeah, that's great. I think the other one is just to revisit regularly and adjust. So whenever I set a goal, I want to know, I want to have a wayfinding sign to know that I'm on the right path or to give myself encouragement, um, you know, to, to keep going. But I also want to check in and be okay if I change my goal. And the thing is, like I changed my goal about being a judge, which yes. was huge. It was a huge goal. If you really love your goal 
and you're really excited about it, this whole process is loads of fun. Yeah. Like you get to think about your goal. You get to figure out how to get there. And if you've set your goal correctly, you're going to enjoy. It shouldn't be drudgery. It should be joyous and fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so here you are now thinking, you're right, Krina and Kirsten. Mm. I know where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm writing it down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get very specific. I'm going to chart my course. And I'm going to start working towards it. And I am a woman in the professional working world. So this is where we get grounded in reality, right? This is where we come out of sunshine and rainbows, unicorns and fairies. And we talk about the reality that can be not as fun, that is not as joyful, that is not as inspiring. And that is that we know this, women face a tremendous number of barriers in climbing the corporate ladder, climbing the business ladder. And, you know, sometimes they talk about it in terms of there's broken rungs on the ladder, which means we can't get up the ladder. But the reality is that for, I think it's for every hundred men who are promoted, 72 women are promoted. And those are not great odds. So there is, just to be clear, there is inequity in the system. And this is probably, we think, based on data from our fabulous McKinsey and Company report, that this probably happens early on in the promotion structure, right? Women are less likely to get promotions early on, which continues to impact women throughout their career. So this is the reality. Here's the other piece of that statistic, too. For every 100 men who are promoted to management, Mm -hmm. only 72 women were. Yes. But only 58 black women and only 68 Latina women. Yes. And so this is... Look at you coming in with the amazing (laughs) data to remind us of the stink show out there. Right. That in some cases, and you know, I'm going to cop to it. When you and I talk about women... A lot of the time we're talking about white women. Oh, because, for sure. Because women of color experience something completely different. Mm-hmm. Women who are not cisgendered experience. People who identify as women who are not cisgendered experience something completely different. So I just want to bring us back to that statistic. But and say it's not impossible. It's not impossible. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. <laughs> right. Right. Ding. Then you get your wand again. The thing that I wanted to make sure to say is that studies have shown that the biggest impact to fixing this broke these broken rungs on the ladder happen at in from like the movement from entry level to associate or from associate to manager. And That's so what I was trying to say before. Thank you. Kina. Yeah. And so if you're one of those women ha- who has sites on upper management or leadership positions or C-suite positions. The work that you do to move from entry level up to, you know, your basically first management position. to your first management yep. position will have the biggest impact on your career tra- trajectory, regardless of your color, regardless of how you, what gender you identify with. Yes, because that's where we know the most disparity takes place. Yeah. 
You've also, Kirsten, done a little bit of research about the organization Ladder Down. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So you just made this point, Karina, about the biggest impact that you can have in this whole process is some of the initial promotions or the initial positions that folks get. And this is, we've talked a lot about the law today, which we don't usually do. So it's interesting to talk about the law so much today. And I think partly it's appropriate because it's so hierarchical. It really is. So this has been something that's happened my entire career. But women leave the legal profession in droves. It's an amazing, it's it's huge. Women that leave, they leave early, they retire early, they retire when they have babies, they retire when they have children because the practice of law is it's it's very challenging for women. It's very challenging. So is the practicing of law challenging or the culture or the structure within which that they practice? I think all of it is challenging, but I think the culture is what drives people out. Okay. I think it is culture. So, okay, by the way, women enter law school in equal or greater numbers generally than than male counterparts, right? So Mm -hmm. more women are getting into law school. However, women make up only 19% of equity partners and only 30% of non-equity partners in the largest 200 law firms in the country. You're kidding. No, it's crazy. Again, though, this is the kind of shit that we find it's out every crazy. episode. It's really crazy. And here's the deal. Women have, for the last 30 years, been at least 40% of the graduating classes of law schools. And most recently, like in the last 10 to 15 years, sometimes more than 50%. So something's happening, right? So this wonderful, these two wonderful women got together and created something called Ladder Down. It's Beth Finch and her friend, Allison Christian. And their view was, we've got to change this. And so they have this year-long mentorship program that's built on three kind of fundamental pillars, leadership, business development, and mentoring. And the whole idea is, is that women who've gotten there drop the ladder down so others can climb up behind them. It's such a beautiful metaphor. It's a beautiful metaphor. And it reminds us, like, when you're up there, you know, you have to give somebody a hand up, a leg up, because they, as we've talked about, are facing the broken rung. So there are things happening out there to try and change some of these dynamic dynamics. And this is a great example. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And it really kind of... Um, speaks to this notion that um, women supporting other women uh, is one of the ways that we can help others climb. And as we always say, our, you know, our male relatives, husbands, brothers, friends, boyfriends also can take part in this any day. Yeah. Welcome. (laughs) I mean, you know, welcome to the party. Exactly. Come on in, dudes, guys. But this idea that um, your goals are tied to the goals of the women around you is a really beautiful metaphor. So I'm glad that you brought that and up. And that's why I started out, Karina, with the it's a ropes course. Yeah. Because I really do wish that's the way it was. And I and I think we can do some more creating that kind of a that kind of a um a reality. And this ladder down is one of them. Yeah, exactly. Um and 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 so if you are somebody who, you know, again, 
is kind of grounded in the reality, recognizes, mm-hmm. you know. It's the way it is. It's the way it is. It's hard. It's hard, but that doesn't mean it's 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 intra- intractable or intransient yeah. or yeah. any of those it's things. It's not impossible. Yep. Uh, women helping other women is one of the ways that we can all climb the ladder of rising tide floats all boats, as they say. Um, but there are some things that you can do as an individual if you have your sights set on, you moving know, forward. moving forward. Like... Dress for success. Oh my God! Stop. Get some. Bring snacks okay. to the office. Oh, these are the things I hate. Wear high heels. Oh my heels. gosh! Stop. Lipstick. No. <laughs> be helpful. <laughs> Help people. Smile. Don't be too anything. <laughs> oh. Do the work nobody wants to do. Uh, set a, a bring. Did I say bring snacks? Bring Dang, my bring home. cookies. Oh man. Okay. But cool. you know, I mean, I, obviously, we're joking. Please, I hope. I hope this is hideous. Recognize. Like some of the research that we did when we're looking at this issue, it was like crazy. How do you, how do you move up? Oh, you bring a snack. You smile. I mean, these were directed. These were articles directed at women. Well, yes, of course they were. You know, harken back to likability. Harken back to confidence. Um, Start a recipe exchange. Yeah. Oh, no. this is no, yeah. no, no. So let's get serious. Yeah. How do you really do it? Well, we already said you create goals and a blueprint for success. That's the wayfinding signs along mm-hmm. where you want to go and the wayfinding signs along the way. You also build um, a support network so that your women are lifting each other up in the workplace. What else? And talk about that support network. Tell us a little bit. Like, So I think the support network has to have people in it who are willing to advocate for you, who are willing to talk about you when you're not in the those room. Those are sponsors. Call, those are called sponsors. Okay, yeah. so people that will yep. advocate for you when you're not in the room. Then there's the people who you can rely on, maybe your peers who you can talk to about problems or collaborate about solutions, right? There's also the friends or the people that you are just, you know, stating your goals to who help hold you to them. So that's kind of surround yourself with the, the right people. You know, share your goals with those people. Also, being focused on your goal is very, very important, being clear where you want to go. But while you're doing that, do your existing work really, really well. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. It, I think that in almost every every time we talk about how you change or how you move or how you do whatever, wherever you are, do the very best, best job you can do. You absolutely have to. though, Because... People know that the best predictor of the of future is the past. And so people want to look back and say, yeah, they were an amazing whatever. And they're going to be an amazing, you know, blah, blah, blah. While you're also being really, really good at your job, find ways to showcase your skills. You know, my husband and I used to talk about this a lot. It kind of became a um, phrase in our house that we used to just joke about, like I'd be in there cooking up dinner. I'm like, look, honey, I'm showcasing my skills. Or, you know, he'd be fixing something on the back. Oh, my God. I just used two totally gender specific examples, me cooking and him fixing something. Did you hear that? I did hear it, but I also know that Barry's a very good fixer. And I'm a really good cook, but I'm going to use some Barry's a good exa- cook, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use some other Not so much. <laughs> like, okay, I'm um, managing our family's finances, and I say, look, honey, I'm showcasing my skills. But it's true, like finding the things that you're really good at and then finding opportunities to continue to do them in a way that, you know, highlights what you're good at. You can also do this in a way that's really welcoming like sometimes when there's something to do and I and I and I I'm looking for an opportunity to do it and they're like well who wants to blah blah I said well I can do that because that'll be easy for me and by saying 
that'll be easy for me, or I feel really comfortable with that. I am, in a way, volunteering for something and also kind of patting myself on the back sure. about it. I yeah. mean, and it is one of those weird things that we as women do. It's that little contortion that we do to... Yeah, you're you're claiming yes. you're good at something, yes. but you're also trying to be doing somebody a favor. Yes. Would you call that frosting your uh, I was frosting my competence likability. Absolutely. I was frosting my competence and likability. God, I love that phrase. Yes. When that just rolled off my tongue the other day. Um okay, one of them uh, the other one is just maintain an abun- abundance mentality. Yeah. We talked about that a fair bit in a f- previous episode. I hope that we will talk about it again. But keeping your sights on kind of what is good and what is happening and what is and recognizing that what's happening is not happening to you, you're creating it. Finding places to in your life, in your work to radiate joy and radiate kind of this and to see the opportunities. See the opportunities. To see the benefits, to see the possibilities. Right. Being right? open rather than closed. Because being in that mindset just attracts more. Exactly. Another one is really important is ask for what you want. Oh, we had yeah. did a whole episode, was that number 10, on asking for what, what you, you want. want. One of the biggest mistakes people make, I saw it time and time again, even in my own work, is when they they didn't ask for the promotion that they wanted. They didn't ask for the thing they wanted. They just sort of expected it to come. If you're your biggest advocate, you need to be your biggest advocate. Also in the asking for what you want, I want to just add another little side note here. When you're when you're looking at opportunities and you have a choice between opportunities or assignments or you know oppor- whatever they are choose the one that's going to move you closer to your goal yeah. so work you know be really smart about what you say yes to i'm not suggesting that you say no of course but that's you know as we've talked about sometimes necessary although i find that quite hard still um but except for you, to that guy except for the guy what was that about <laughs> um but you know consider what your opportunities are and think what's going to get me the closest to my goal yeah 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 that's kind of being strategic also keep a record of your achievements this is so important i know it, and and i think we all forget to do that you know documenting stuff is not you know the thing that we want to do at the end of each day but i'm telling you when i've had to work on a resume or when i had to pitch that i yes i can do this thing when i had the data to back it up at my fingertips it made it so much easier and you don't have to do it every day no you no. should just be like, you know, when you find something, write it down somewhere, yeah. put it in a file, or and then really make a, a point to once a quarter think about, okay, how am I doing yeah. along my And a little, goals. T- a little tip around writing down your achievements, you know, writing down the work is fine, like managed this project. But writing down the impact of your work is also very important. And so recognizing that just doing isn't always good enough, but the impact of your doing is also going to help people see how, you know, your contributions. And sometimes it helps you see your contributions. I keep all of my thank you notes that I get from clients that say, oh, I think that was a great job, da, 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 because it reminds me that I solved a problem. It reminds me that I relieved suffering. It reminds me that I got somebody, you know, figure something out. So, and I actually use those when I pitch other clients. So I use them for myself to like when I'm wanting to kind of evaluate my own progress. And then I also use them when I'm pitching new clients. They're almost like testimonials, which and yes. again, a testimonial is an impact of your work. 
so which may also be a piece of what a piece of what you're documenting is yeah what other people say about you what your evaluations are what the comments are you know about your work and i think you know do you have any other ones the most important one yeah yeah let's enjoy it oh my gosh yes it's like you have to enjoy the journey you have to like the process right because i tell you know lawyers that I talk to or new professionals that I talk to. And I tell myself the same thing, like, you're moving towards this goal. But when you get to the goal, it's unlikely to satisfy you if you haven't also been satisfied by the journey. Yeah, that's a great place to stop. So sisters, we support you in setting achievable, challenging goals for yourself and your career climbing whatever proverbial uh, ladder or ropes course that you choose, Mm -hmm. supporting each other in all of us achieving our goals and climbing these ladders and jumping on these ropes courses. Acknowledging there's some hurdles in the way. Yep. They are not insurmountable. They are not insurmountable. We are going to crush the patriarchy. Uh, Yes. You know, I kind of like the metaphor of kicking them in the balls. Is that just about (laughs) kicking the patriarchy in the balls? Uh, And then also, we're going to enjoy it along the way. Yes, we're going to enjoy it along the way. Yeah. Because this is like the stuff of life, what we're talking about right now. It's like the core. Why are you here? What do you want? How are you going to get there? Is it going to be fun? And how are you going to feel when you get there? That's right. Yeah. Climb it. Climb it. Do it. Grab it. Swing it. Jump it. (laughs) Thanks for working. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer. And Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.